beautiful soul sister Manifesting inspiration when my spirit needs that lift up I know this well is vicious but you strong I have feelings that lie way deeper than digging the love zone It's something about your vibe that should be treasured Her soul side lives in her message Her presence is my pleasure I know her past was aggressive It left her in question Where will all that stress in So she can receive that blessing But overall, my queen walks tall her love's out of this world, like solar system stars. I wanna be where you are, no Michael. To be that man of faith, that puts her into all your bad cycles. Infatuated with her aura, can't do nothing but adore her. So there's no reason why we shouldn't break our backs for her. So put your ones up for sisters' elevation. Cause if God made us, let's take care of God's face. Can no you see what she faced? Never gives up, she holds it down. Works all day and night if she's gotta come what may and she'll say it makes her strong, 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 that much stronger. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister, beautiful soul sister. Hey, yeah, yeah. For my sister, so strong. Alright. Yeah, say put your ones up in the air put for my sister. You know you're strong. You know you're strong. Say put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Put your ones up in the air for my sister. You know you're strong. Say put your ones up in the air for my sister. Get you down. Get that weight up off your chest. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Right, we're going to have a finding your truth moment segment today, talking about getting what you never had, understanding no one's going to do it for you. You want to take pen and paper out because we're going to tackle this head on. For those of you who have been following the show from the beginning, you know that I love Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. That has been a book that has helped me throughout my business and throughout my personal life as well. It is a business book, and it does help you to understand the inner workings of collaboration, trying to work by yourself, and how positive thinking and the right mindset and the right attitude will get you where it is you need to be. Again, no one can have the right attitude for you. No one can get you and keep you in the right business relationships. That's something you have to do on your own. Okay, we're going to get more into that, but I wanted to give you some time to get your pen and paper out because class is about to be in session. Thank you. 
Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Abella Publishing presents Atiki the Hunter. It's a journey as a tiki and his magical dust can transform anyone into any animal in the forest. A tiki is the first African-American action hero, and he wants you and your child to join him on his adventure. This book is beautifully illustrated and gets children excited about reading. Visit www.abellapublishing.com to get a copy for your child today and be a part of this wonderful world of a tiki www.abellapublishing.com is where you can order today. Look, we're going to jump right into this. Getting what you never had means doing something you've never done before. And I posted this on Facebook, and most people seem like they got it right away. Other people, of course, like to take the scenic route around to get into the point. One person said, you want to make sure you're getting what you really want because sometimes you pursue something and then it ends up not being what you really wanted. Okay, keeping positive as the focus, keeping positive energy in the area. We're not seeking greed. We're not seeking things that's going to pull us down or bring us down. So if you're wanting a better life and you feel like what you have right now isn't the best possible life you can have in the sense of um, maybe 
being able to buy organic food on a consistent basis or living in a safe neighborhood or driving a reliable car or having a bank account that has more than enough money in it so that you can take care of your family and do the things that you need and the things that you want. I'm talking about a better life like that. I'm not talking about stepping on someone else's neck so that you get that promotion on the job or that you get a new car and you look better than anybody else in your family and and your friends or nothing that puts someone down in order so in order for you to look better. When I'm talking about getting what you never had, I'm talking about having a life of peace. If you never felt like you had peace, what do you have to do to get that? If you've never um, been healthy, what do you have to do to get that? So I'm driving the point home as we're finding our own truth. No one can take you to the gym and work your body out and make sure that you're healthy. No one can make sure that you are applying for the jobs that are going to get you more money. No one can send you back to school and take the classes for you and you get the good grades. You have to put in the work. You have to do it yourself. So once you decide whatever that thing is, that area that you want, because there are lots of areas, and I do get overwhelmed myself when I think I want to be healthy, I want to have plenty of money in the bank. I want to be able to do everything I, you know, my kids want, need, and desire. I want to be able, you know, just all the stuff you want to do. And it just seems overwhelming because there's a lot of stuff you want to do at the same time. Pick one thing and focus on it. How do you determine which is most important? All of them seem to be equally important whenever I'm thinking about these things. So being able to do the things that my kids need for me to do or want for, want me to do, what is it going to take for me to do that? And you make a list. Coach um, Ustery gave us this a, a couple of weeks ago. He said, you know, make a list of 30 things. And if working around the clock is one of the things, put it on the list. doesn't seem favorable, but put it on the list. Um, working uh, two jobs, um, starting your own business, uh, being able to multiply your energy uh, by having by hiring people, whatever. Make your list of how can I get my kids the things they want, need, and desire. And then, of course, look at, okay, how can I do this realistically? without driving myself in the ground and killing myself because that's not good for your kids either, right? So you have to focus and get so laser focused that you're like in a tunnel that everything else is blacked out because you're looking at that goal of getting your kids what they need, want, and desire. How do I do that? And you're going to do the pros and the cons of if I work all the time, my kids won't see me, that's not good. Okay, if I work in a, at a job where I travel a lot, my kids won't see me, that's not good. Um if I work on a job where my kids can travel with me and I can hire a private tutor, you get what I'm saying? You have to have that one thing in front of you. Pick one because eventually you'll get around to the other things, and you will slowly but surely, consistently improve your life. You'll improve what it is you never had. Yes, you may want to go back to school, and yes, they advertise on TV. You can finish this in 12 months and get a two-year degree. Well, you might need to go ahead and take the two years and take one class at a time. Yes, it may seem like it's going to take a long time, but finishing up my second degree, the time really does go by fast. I don't care if you do 18 months, four years, 12 months, the time really goes by really fast. Once you get done sweating over the exams and turning in papers and um, spending time alone because you got to study and not go out with your friends, the time does eventually go by fast. So you won't miss the drinks and you won't miss the friends because they'll eventually be there and they'll be ready to party with you when it's time. But you have to rearrange some things. I don't like the word sacrifice because it sounds so negative. It sounds like you're putting yourself on punishment in order to get this good thing. No, you are giving yourself permission to to step your life up. You're giving yourself permission to add this value to yourself. So you have to rearrange some things. 
instead of going out to drink every week with your friends, you might only get to go every once a month or every other month. Maybe you give up drinking. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe you want to get fit and you want to do something that's going to enhance your life. So let's say you want to get fit and you want to go back to school. Well, you can go to the gym, walk on a treadmill for an hour, and read one of your books for class. When you get off the treadmill, you'll be ready to apply what you've read and finish that paper or get that coursework done or or respond to a discussion board online, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. You focus one thing at a time. You choose those areas in your life that you want something that you never had. Let's take a short break. We're going to come back because I know a lot of us want to know about, okay, what if I never had a healthy relationship? What can I do there? Because we can't we can't control other people. Other people just seem squirrely. They won't sit still. They won't do what we tell them to do. So I get all of that. And I want to take a moment um, before we do go into this break and share with you, Miss Lois Powers is not on with us today, and hopefully she'll be back on with us in a couple of weeks. Her son passed away, so we're going to have a moment of silence for her, and then we'll go into our break. There will never be a point in your time in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing, they stop wanting anything, they, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. 
jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you, it may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week.
that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me, you're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. I know I play that, that uh, audio file quite a bit, and yes, it sounds easier said than done. Think about this. You get criticized anyway in your life. You're going to get criticized if you are, you are on a job that doesn't pay enough. You're going to get criticized if you're living in a house that may not be safe uh, for you and your children. You're going to get criticized if you're overweight or if you're too skinny or if your hair's too nappy or if it's too straight. Or it, You're going to be criticized anyway, correct? People are going to talk, period. And I have no idea why. We are so afraid to be talked about when we're doing the right things for our lives. Is it because we don't trust ourselves to know what the right thing is for our lives? Are we afraid that we're going to hurt someone's feelings? And I have to raise my hand on that one. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I find myself staying longer than I should just for the sake of saving someone else's feelings. And guess what? It ultimately damages you. That is the truth. That's the logical part of it. But our emotions are involved. We are humans. We are emotional beings. We are spiritual beings. And we are, our spirit is in this shell. Um, and we don't, want to be, we don't want to be criticized, going back to being criticized. When you get done thinking about being criticized, <laughs> knowing that people are going to talk anyway. They're going to say whatever it is they're going to say. Sometimes people, a lot of times people are talking and they have no idea what they're talking about. And for some reason we take it personal. How do you get what you've never had? You start ignoring those people. You start making changes that's going to benefit you and your family, primarily you, because if you're not in good condition, you can't help your children, you can't help anybody else, okay? So we're taking an airplane ride through our journey, and on the airplane they tell us, please secure your mask first before trying to assist someone else. That is life. Please secure yourself before you try helping someone else because what eventually happens, if you don't have the 10 bucks and you're going to give all you have to somebody else, now you're both in a bad situation because why does that person need 10 bucks? Why are y'all not figuring out how that 10 bucks can make more money? If you're just throwing the money in the hole, now you both have nothing. This person may not be equipped to support you back, and we do get pissed off with that. And, yes, we're going to get to love in just a minute and, and how to – get what we never had in that area. Uh, but 
get pissed when, oh, I help people and they don't help me. Every time I give to people, those people don't help me. Well, the thing is, because you can help those people, generally they can't help you back. They're not in a position, nor is it their their assignment here on earth to help you. They may help somebody else because they can help that person. Maybe they're able to give a person a ride when they can't give money, and maybe you can give money when you can't give someone a ride. So getting into all of this, I would even advise you to put maybe before you start judging someone someone else. Maybe they can't give me money because they don't have it. Maybe they don't understand that I need money. Maybe they don't understand that I expect for them to give back to me. Maybe the best that they can do is give me a ride. Maybe the best that they can do is cook me some food. Maybe, and by the time you get through maybe and then given the benefit of the doubt, you have killed the anger and the energy that you're putting behind it, and you're you're feeling better because realistically we all are doing the best that we can. And when I say we're doing the best that we can, we're doing the best that we can with what we have. Some people aren't doing better because that's the best that they know. And for us to stand in judgment of other people is really going to wear us down, weigh us down, and get on our nerves. And that's going to keep you in that vicious cycle of getting what you already had. Moving to getting what you never had is a very uncomfortable place. I'm going to tell you how you know you've tried this before. Try going on a diet, and they tell you everything you can't eat. You want everything that they told you you can't eat. If you like chocolate and they say, well, take chocolate out of your diet, take sugar out of your diet, take meat out of your diet, whatever diet you've taken, you want everything they told you you couldn't have. That's that's a time when you're trying to do something you've never done before and everything that you're used to floods you. Go to church on Sunday and you say, I'm not going to cuss people out. I'm going to be good when I go to work next week. I'm not going to cuss nobody out Monday morning before you even leave the house. Somebody texts you that never texts you before or calls you. And now you done already. You said I was, I'm just. I was just trying to hang on to Jesus, and here they are messing with me already. That's when you're trying to do something you've never done before, and before you realize it, it seems like you're being tested and tried on every side. Right? That's when we want to pull that scripture out. It's just that the, your atmosphere is not used to it. It's not used to it. This is weird. We are used to having drama, or we're used to doing this messy stuff. We don't want to do new stuff. Think about your children. They don't ever want to get dressed and go somewhere. And then when you get them there, they don't want to leave. They're having a good time now, right? But no, Ma, I don't want to go. You don't want to go. You're going to make me go. You're going to make me dress up. You. This is how our lives do. Our lives are like our children. We have to show our lives new experiences and try different things. The kids get to the place where we've gotten them all dressed up and drug them to, and they get there and they're having a great time and they don't want to leave. And that's what happens when we push through that uncomfortable stuff, like getting new friends. I always ask that question. Well, if I get rid of my old friends, where am I getting new friends from? I like having people to talk to. Well, listen, if you are very intentional about getting rid of the old friends, and I mean like blocking phone numbers, just don't talk to their tail no more. If you are intentional about doing that, new people will come your way. They may come one at a time. And if you think about it, that's how your other friends came one at a time. You just weren't paying attention. New friends will come one at a time and know they're not coming so you can dump new drama on them. These new friends are coming with new conversations. They're coming with new things, new experiences, new environments. They're coming to show you something completely different. And for you to try to revert to the conversations you had before, you will filter out your new friends very quickly, and you'll push yourself back to the old friends. 
this is what happens when you are trying to get something you never had. You're going to be met with resistance. We're going to fast forward up to love. You want to date somebody that has better qualities than the guys that you've been dating before or the women you've been dating before. And what you find is maybe you don't measure up or you start feeling like you don't measure up. Well, if I want someone who has a Ph.D. and I don't even have a GED, how is he going to look at me? You have to be confident. If you weren't confident before, you got to be confident. And maybe you were confident, but why were you confident before with the other people that you were dating? Is it because you felt superior to them? So you are definitely going to have to be in a good relationship with you before you move into a relationship with someone else. Is it lonely? It could appear to be lonely, but when you're spending time getting to know yourself, guess what? You'll have time to get on a treadmill at the gym. You'll have time to eat healthy, and you'll have some time to really get to know yourself, read some books that you like, see some movies that you like. You'll really get time to clean up your house, do that project you wanted to do, and in the meantime, mentally and spiritually, you're meditating and realigning. Now, will he look like you want him to look? Most PhDs don't wear their pants hanging below their booties. I haven't met one yet that does, but there's still more of this world to see. So if you want something different, your Ph.D. person is probably not going to have their pants hanging off their butt. They're probably not going to be hanging on the corner, and they're probably not going to be drinking beer from a bottle. They may have a fancy glass they drink their beer from, and they may have a home brewery. They'll do things differently. They'll say things differently. They'll still be down to earth if that's what you want. But when you're making this list of who you want, Mr. Right or Mrs. Right, you got to be ready to have the confidence to stand next to that person, not feeling inferior, and you don't have to have the need to be superior. Okay? So let's take a short break. I know that was a lot right there on your mind, but let's get ready for some daily doses of weird news. And we'll get back into getting what you never had. And it really boils down to doing what you've never done before. And I want to help draw a picture for you of what doing what you've never done before looks like. I love quotes, but I don't like leaving things in quotes until you understand what the quote is about. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Ever wonder why specific sounds bother you? According to Time Magazine, there is actually a name for it. It's called misophonia, the hatred of sound, a condition that causes people to feel irritated or even enraged or disgusted when they hear specific noises. According to Time Magazine, the top cringeworthy sounds starting at number one are number one, soup slurping, number two, gum chewing, three, nose snipping, number four, nail clipping, number five, knuckle cracking, and number six, listening to the Daily Dose of Weird News. Director J.J. Abrams has unveiled the latest teaser for the new Star Wars film that arrives in theaters on December 18th. In the movie, Luke Skywalker is wearing his dad's Darth Vader helmet. Not because he's joined the dark side, but because he hasn't aged all that well. And Chewie is nearly bald and gets around with a walker. A Skywalker. Bob Barnard's ears are a little too cozy. A Washington, D.C. reporter was doing a piece on Museum Week when an African moon moth decided to land on Barnard's ear. The moth eventually left, but not without leaving two souvenirs. Moth eggs. Bob has not yet decided whether he'll keep the babies or give them up for adoption. The latest research shows a link between snoring and a decline in mental ability. 
It may have something to do with how many times your spouse hits you in the head to stop your snoring. The woolly mammoth has been extinct for hundreds, possibly thousands of years, but now researchers are attempting to bring it back to life. A team at Harvard has successfully inserted woolly mammoth DNA into the genetic code of an elephant. If this works, they next hope to resurrect our founding fathers before it's too late. It's been revealed that by the 2016 presidential election, voters may be able to cast their ballots via their smartphones. Wow! American politics is finally catching up with American Idol! Maybe we can set a limit of 10 votes per caller and charge $1.99 per vote, and suddenly the nation is out of debt! New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is confident he can defeat Hillary Clinton for president, saying, if I run, I will beat her. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure as big as you are, she'd outrun you. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news with the free Daily Dose of Weird News app for Apple or Android at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, find me on Fiverr, see my blog, and more. That's DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Until next time, keep it real. Weird! Hello. This is Jerry Adams, Mr. Brown Eyed Country Soul himself. And I rock with this needs to be said. Operator, won't you help me, please? Get my girl on the phone. Got some news that I must tell her, but she's out of my zone. Listen, operator, check the number, please, cause I know it's not wrong. I must have dialed it a thousand times, so won't you check the line? I don't know what we 
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. John Kerry said of the botched Iran nuclear talks, we've opened up the opportunity to negotiate. Yes, and I'm sure Pandora bragged to her friends about finally getting that box open. Mexican authorities have uncovered an ISIS training camp in the Mexican city, just eight miles from El Paso, Texas. But not to worry, because Obama says the borders are secure, so we're completely safe. Right? Right? Police on Wednesday arrested a postal worker who flew his tiny one-person helicopter onto the west lawn of the U.S. Capitol to protest government corruption and campaign finance reform. Police are not sure how the aircraft got around security, as the area is a no-fly zone. And I'll explain. Telling somebody this is a no-fly zone does not mean that there is now magically an invisible force field keeping people from flying there. It's kind of like saying our southern border is secure, while ISIS has a training camp eight miles from it. China says it'll take a more active role in making Chinese tourists behave when they travel abroad. So, no more bungee jumping off the Washington Monument. In a viral video, an underage drinker at a Texas music festival avoided getting a ticket by challenging and beating a cop in a game of rock, paper, scissors. Three law enforcement officers on the scene at the time are now in hot water. Their union rep plans on throwing rock during their sentencing hearings. Matthew Kenny of Fort Lauderdale, who was hospitalized after streaking in public last weekend, was high on a street drug called Flacca. So it was pretty much a typical evening in Fort Lauderdale. An Apple iPad, which belonged to Pope Francis, fetched $30,500 at auction this week, with proceeds going to a school for the poor in Araguay. Last year, a Harley-Davidson he had received as a gift fetched $257,681. The Pope owns a motorcycle. Suddenly, it's worth more than a quarter million dollars. I try to sell my 1999 Ford Taurus, and not only does nobody want it, but i got to pay somebody to tow it away. Research shows that hostile men may pack on more pounds over time than their less hostile, more laid-back peers. This is so stinking ridiculous. This whole study is freaking stupid. Now somebody pass the gravy, dang it. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news with the free Daily Dose of Weird News app for Apple or Android at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, find me on Fiverr, see my blog, and more. That's DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Until next time, keep it real. Weird. Now where is my gravy?
Someone asked me who that was singing. I have actually three songs in rotation. That's Gigi Mack, and she's a jazz singer. Of course, she does covers. We know that that is a George Benson song. So anyway, enjoying that and getting back to love, getting the type of love that we want. And we always talk about looks first. Of course, men and women, we look at someone, and that's what we're attracted to before they ever open their mouth. So make your list, of course, but on the other side of that list, what are you bringing to the table? And just because you have a GED doesn't mean you don't have anything to bring to the table. Every man, does, every man doesn't want you to clean for them, and every man doesn't need you to cook for them. There's a lot of great men out here that can cook and can clean for themselves. Um, are you think? I mean, when you're imagining this person that you've never had before, of course, don't get stuck on what happens on the movie screen. But do you want someone that has stimulating conversation? Or do you want someone that talks above your head and make you feel dumb? You have to ask yourself that. Do you want someone that is a homebody or someone who likes to travel? Do like some, you want someone who likes to do things with the family or someone who you want to be just you and him? Because what we do is we get with that person and we have one conversation and it gels well and he smells good that day and he, he's on his best behavior that day and so is she. And then weeks later, you're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why this person isn't the one for me anymore because we didn't ask ourselves ahead of time great questions like what do we really want in a partner? I ask myself questions like do I see this person burying my parents when that time comes in my life? If I ever have to bury a child, can this person be the one that supports me through that? I'm thinking of the worst things because tragedy, sickness, those are the kind of things that can tear people up. I have friends that have had tragedies happen, and this has split their marriages up. 
So if you're not asking yourself this question, and I'm not saying that's the reason they split up, but if you're not asking yourself these questions in the beginning, you can expect to split up. You can expect not to like this person any longer, ever again. You can expect to really just resent dating or being in committed relationships because you did not plan. And I don't mean plan like what y'all going to do every day and as long as they do it your way, y'all are going to get along. No. Are you okay if this person is someone who goes off to themselves and, you know, just needs their space? Because what happens in the beginning, even if you are a reclusive person, you come out of your shell and you're around this person and you're lovey-dovey holding hands, and weeks later you say, you know, I'm not really for that public display of affection. Although you did it in the beginning to get their attention, you just don't want to keep it up. And it goes back to um, – the saying, if you do something in the beginning, you got to be able to keep it up in a relationship. What you did to get them, you have to do to keep them. So before we really get to know someone, spend some time because that that warm fuzzy, that ooh ooh, they got my attention. Ooh, I want to call them every second of the day. That wears off, and I promise you, about fourteen to fifteen days later, it wears off because you you've been up for fourteen days. You're tired. You need to take a nap. You need to go to sleep. You probably need to go back to work. You probably need to do your schoolwork if you're in school. You probably just need to go spend some time with your friends. You probably need to see your, your family, call your mama, your daddy. You you probably need to get back into what your life was like before that person came along because you end up getting off balance. So when we think about love, doing something we've never had, getting something we've never had before, you don't want to get so off track that you're doing better than your girlfriends. At least I got a man. Or you're doing better than your boys. Or at least I got a woman. No, this isn't about outshining somebody else. This is about making your life more valuable. By adding this person to your life, will it make it more valuable or will it become more cumbersome? If you have kids and you got to keep up with the kids, you got to do their laundry, clean up behind them, cook for them, run them everywhere, do you want a man that you have to do that same thing for? Do you want a woman that you have to do that same thing for? Yeah, love will conquer all, but don't start me out that way. That's a lot of work. And if you got a job and you go to school and you got kids and then you add one more person to the pot that seems like another kid, that's not love. That is not love at all. That's a dependent. So if you've been in relationships and you've discovered that you don't do those very well, seek outside support to get that. And I mean someone who's an expert in those areas of relationships. Learn about the science behind relationships. Why do you do the things that you do? And the very first relationship you need to get in alignment with is you. You need to love you. You need to fall in love with you. You need to know when you need time to yourself, when you need to be out with your girlfriends or guy friends. You need to know yourself. And that's going to help you go into another situation, recognizing if this person is in tune with themselves or not. You're going to recognize if this person takes time out for themselves or do they spend themselves out for everybody else and do they harbor resentment for other people and blame everybody else for when they're down in the dumps. And if they do and you've observed this and you override that, you should expect to be blamed down the road too for this person not being happy, for this person not achieving the things that they want to achieve in life, for this person giving up everything for you. And if you're that person that gives up everything for everybody else and you feel unappreciate it, then stop it today. Stop giving up yourself for other people. Women, we're we're really good at doing that. We end up being somebody's mama, somebody's wife, somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, somebody's friend, but we're never ourselves. So, yes, getting something you never had, let's start with you. Get you. Because it's been so long since you had you. 
that you don't even recognize it. You, it's almost like you never had it. And when you fall in love with you, the right friends, the right business associates, the right lover for you is going to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. We see other people who haven't waited for all this to happen and the moon and the stars and the sun, whatever, haven't lined up. And they, Yeah, but do they really have it good? Are they really in the kind of environment? Do they really have the lifestyle that we really want? And then it's none of your business what they have. Stop looking over the fence. The grass is greener where you water it, where you take care of it, where you fertilize it, not over the fence. So fall in love with you. Start talking gently to you. Start telling yourself that you're you're gorgeous. Affirming the good in you. And if you can't see any good, that means you need to sit with yourself a lot longer to get what you never had. If you've never meditated before, and I tell you, I used to fall asleep trying to meditate. I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't meditate with my eyes closed. But you kind of feel like you're in a sleep when you meditate. Nobody told me that. You're not asleep, but you kind of feel like you are. So you're you're doing it right if you're kind of feeling that. But be quiet. You can burn a candle, burn an incense, be by yourself, go to the park, meditate, sit in your car, read a book, watch a video. YouTube is great. Fall in love with you. Begin to get to know you because once you get you, all this other stuff that I've talked about will fall in place. Like this is the last thing that really should be first. Get yourself in alignment. Fall in love with you. I mean, every every little thing. If you have kinky hair, love your kinky hair. If you lumpy around the middle like the Michelin tire man, love your lumps. There's something beautiful about each and every one of us that we can adore about ourselves. And it may be you have beautiful hands, you have beautiful eyes, you have nice shoulders. You may have several features about yourself that you enjoy, but that's the outer shell. What is it on the inside that you love? If you're somebody who gives yourself selflessly to other people, do that for yourself. That's something you can love about yourself because that's something you think other people should love. I give to me selflessly. I love that about me. I'm going to make sure that I'm taken care of. I'm going to make sure I'm on time for work. I'm going to make sure that my bank account is right by not wasting money, not spending money when I'm, I don't need to, to be able to buy the things that I want and need for my kids. And I bet you when you start showing your whole life love, and I mean, love yourself enough to know when you leave the house and you work X amount of hours and you bring that money home, that you're not just blowing it. Who are you mad at? Oh, I'm just going to spend this money. Who are you mad at? You mad at the boss? They made you work all week and they paid you. Now you're going to spend all your money. You're going to show them? No. Think about it. What I've taken to doing is before I spend money, if payday is Friday, I don't spend money until Monday. And I don't care what bill is screaming, they can wait till Monday. I'll even call and ask them, can you wait till Monday? Because I don't want to make any emotional decisions around my money. I don't want to make any emotional decisions around myself. Maybe my girlfriend's all, you know, booed up and I don't have a boo. Well, I'm not going to rush out and go buy no new outfit and get my hair and nails done and eyebrows and lashes and toes. I'm not going to do all of that just to prove a point because you could spend easily two to $300 trying to get booed up to be in competition. That was on your schedule. Wait three more days before you spend your money. I like, and I, the author was talking about that the other day, about before you purchase something, but I mean with anything, money, making a decision. Just say, you know what, take some time to think about it. Three days. Get back to me in three days. Don't be desperate. Do what you never had. Do To get what you never had, do what you've never done before. I bet you, once we get done with the show today, you can write down every instance where you felt desperate. 
Maybe the light bill is due. Maybe the car payment is due. Maybe the kids got kicked out of school and they want you to come right now to come pick them up. You got to come right now. Like, what are they going to do with the kid if you don't come right now? Let this little butt sit right there. Find some safe place for him to sit. Can he sit in the office with you? Okay, I'll come as soon as I can. And as soon as you can might be when you get off from work. Because let's think about it. You go right now. You tell your boss, I got to go. My kids are having problems in school. Well, your boss is looking at you like you're not emotionally balanced. They're going to they're gonna count that up. They are because you're crazy. And then you're going to see if they can pay you for the time that you had to get off. Well, can I go ahead and use some of my sick time? Can I use some of my PTO time? You want all kind of corners to be cut for you. You want, it, you want all kind of things. If your child has not been in an emergency, that would be the only reason I can see you leaving your job frantically to get somewhere. And you don't need to be driving frantically anywhere. Have someone to drive you, but that's the only reason I can see you getting off your job. If your child has cut up in school, you don't need to see them right now. You might hurt them really bad. Take some time and cool off, and you'll see their little butt when you get off from work. And that'll give you some time to sort your thoughts out so you're not cussing them out, damaging them later on in life, saying something to them that you don't really mean, reminding them how you go to work every day to pay the bills so they can have everything. Instead of doing all of that, guilt tripping your kids because your mama probably did it to you, your daddy probably did it to you, your grandma probably did it. Instead of doing all of that, calm down. Okay, Johnny got in trouble. Okay, where can Johnny sit till I get there? You don't have to tell the school you're not on your way right now. You tell them you will be there as soon as you can get there. And as soon as you can get there, just might be three hours later. Johnny in the school got a lot to learn. Mama be here as soon as she get here. You won't be calling me off my job because this is how I provide for the family. And when you get Johnny home, you can have a logical conversation with him. Your job is to go to school. Stay all day. Do your work. Listen to the teachers. My job is to go pay the bills. Let's meet in the middle. Let's have a compromise. If I have to come off my job because you came off your job early, we've messed up somewhere. Somebody's not doing what they're needing to do for the team. And and it, I promise you, you'll be more calm because you love yourself, because you're going to get your blood pressure up. You're going to be mad when you get your check, and then you're going to remember that your kid made you get off work early, then you're mad at them all over again. It's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Just I'll be there as soon as I can. Let them know. Sit right there. I'll be there as soon as I can. There's nothing you can do about it other than go jack him up and prove to the school that you you don't take this junk off your kids. You whoop a kid, but yeah, okay. So they angry and you angry and you're reactive and your kid is reactive and the school is saying and that's why that kid acts like that. So now your job think you're crazy. The school know why your kid act crazy. There's no emotional control. You're not loving yourself. Love yourself. Take some time to think about things, whether it's spending money, beating your kids, Going out on a date with somebody, oh, he was fine too, girl. Mm -hmm. Take some time to think about it. To get what you never had, do what you've never done before. Loving yourself looks a lot like just taking some time. Ooh, yeah, 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 I want to jump on it right now. They said if I don't buy it right now, I'm going to miss the opportunity. Guess what? Then miss it. Some of the best agreements that I've ever been in have been where they told me, Catherine, you cannot sign this contract for 14 days. Give yourself time to think about it. I've had companies that told me that. You cannot sign this contract for 14 days. It's against our rules. It's breaking a law for us to do that. So that gives you time to think about it. Come back to us. We sit down. And then you can sign it if you're still wanting to take this opportunity. And on the other time when somebody says, oh, you got to take this opportunity now, if I delete it, guess what? I say, I don't, I don't want it. They come back and I say, well, we'll give you 50% off. you probably get a better deal if you just wait. <laughs> 
sometimes Mrs. Wright, Mr. Wright don't look like you want to, and I heard this said in church, and I didn't want to hear it. And we do have an image and a vision in our head. That's because our, our thinking is limited. I just recommend you read more books <laughs> because we're looking at how he looks, but he might have a, a bag of rocks in his head. He can't think. And your job is going to be to think for the group. I don't want to do that all the time. I don't want to think of dinner every night. I don't want to think of what you're supposed to wear. I don't want to have to remember that you out of the odorant. Like, I just don't have to think of all those things. Take your time. And when you're thinking of the person that you want to be with, consider what you have to offer. You may not have traditional education, but you may have, but you may still be educated. You may be well-read. You may be well-traveled. You may have life experience that works on your favor. And for those people who will judge you and say, well, you had kids too early or you've been with too many people or you've lived in too many places or whatever, then that's not the person for you because you don't need a, another critic. The world is already doing that. You want to love you. And when you love you, you know what you will and won't accept. And don't override it. Don't override it because your girlfriend said, oh, child, he's fine. He drives a nice car. He got a good job. No, 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 no. Love you enough to know that behind closed doors he treats you the same way that he treats you in public. And if he's not treating you good behind doors and in public, then he's not the one. You want the same loving, compassionate, understanding person because that's how you're going to deal with yourself. Getting something you've never had before. One, you have to do the work. You may, And it's not about the size that you are, but you want to be confident. And usually we feel confident when we, we're healthier, when we're healthier, when we're not feeling sickly. So begin taking care of yourself. And I tell you, it's a full-time job taking care of me, going to the gym, making sure I eat right, making sure I bathe making sure I got right, the right size clothes, making sure I get enough sleep, making sure I study, making sure I do enough research, making sure I make enough phone calls for my company, making sure I do it. It's, it's busy. It, it's busy. So am I ready to reassemble my life to incorporate someone else? Because they're going to have needs and wants as well. And if you're only wanting them there because you're lonely, but you're not thinking about what you can give to them, you're not ready for that. And be honest with yourself. Sometimes we jump right off into because we don't want to miss that opportunity. Mm-mm, he looks real good or she looks real good. Out. Just wait because you want to be friends first anyway. I used to think that sounded dumb. And I don't mean friends like the ones that, oh, well, you always got money for them or you can always get them a ride. I mean somebody that you can just sit on the couch with and just be. You don't have to talk about nothing. And you're saying a lot. Try a whole bunch of uncomfortable, awkward things, like be quiet, like meditate, like do yoga, go to the gym, and be the fat person standing next to the skinny person you wish wouldn't show up at the gym, be that person, you know. Read a book, all of those kind of awkward things I'm talking about. Don't call those friends that y'all swap drama with, ooh, that's going to kill you. Because how do you keep up with the dirt if you don't talk to your girlfriends with the drama? If your boys ain't telling you about all the drama they're going through, all the women they're going through, or whatever drama guys have, what you going to do with yourself? Who are you going to talk to? Talk to yourself. Now, if you say, Catherine, what you're saying, I, I heard, I don't listen to your whole show, and I, you know, whatever. That sounds real good, but I ain't ready to do all that. And that's being honest. But then when you're ready, 
then you'll begin to make those changes. And it's going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to feel weird. You're going to feel lonely. You're going to feel like, well, dog, don't nobody call me no more. And you don't need them to call you anymore when you're making changes. That 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 would be the easy way. You just decide to, you know, turn and look the other way and all your new people are waiting there for you and all the old people just going about their business and not bother you no more. That would be nice. But it's a process. It's a process because we've given out some drama. We sit there and wait for some drama. We talk about going back to school and we feel like we're doing something and 10 years later we're still talking about going back to school. We talk about starting that business. It just sounds good to talk about starting that business. Oh, yeah, I'm going to stop messing with these doggish men. I'm going to stop messing with these low-life women. But you keep doing it because one day you're going to stop. So as long as you talk about it, you feel like you're making progress when you're not. Be drastic to get what you never had. Be drastic. I started this out by saying no one's going to do it for you. No one can do it for you. No one can change your mind. No one can make your hands go in the right direction. They can give you all the advice. They can talk to their blue in the face. But you have to do it. You got to want it. And loving yourself, I used to think, and, and this one step in the right direction, don't get me wrong, but I used to think, okay, well, loving myself is taking myself shoe shopping. That could be one way. But I've gotten better with loving myself could be going to sit 15 minutes in a massage chair. And if you have a membership card where they have massage shares at the, mem- at the gym, then you can get a massage every day. And, you know, massages can be expensive. Uh, um, maybe it's sitting quietly watching the favorite movie without being interrupted by the kids. That's loving yourself. Or getting rid of the kids so you can have the house to yourself. Let your mama watch the kids or something, you know. But getting what you never had is doing what you've never done before. You might have thought about it, but you've never actually done it before. We're getting ready for Valerie Sun coming up in just a bit, talking politics. We got a little bit more of some weird news coming up. So we don't want you to go anywhere. We don't want you to miss that. And I'm thinking I'm feeling like a little poetic grace today. She always gets on me. I do have one piece of hers that I like to listen to all the time. And we might listen to it today. This is Poetic Grace, and when I need to hear what needs to be said, I tune into This Needs to Be Said. can I move on? How do I let you go when you're all that I know? How can I make it? I wonder every day. I guess I'll just have to. There's just gotta be a way. How do I look at you and not burst into tears when I see how wrong we've gone and I think of all the years that we've spent growing together and obviously apart? How do I not hurt when I needed this for so many reasons, but I know that it can't for too many more. How do I let you go without telling you all that I feel? Would that change things? Make it all better? Get us back to being in love? 
We're not in love. That much I know. But because we still love each other, that's what makes it so hard to let go. Because that's what's real, and it doesn't change from day to day. And it's so hard to find. And it should not be so easily thrown away. Darren Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. Utah has become the only state to allow firing squads for executions when Governor Gary Herbert signed a law approving the method's use when no lethal injection drugs are available. Herbert said that he finds the firing squad a little bit gruesome, but Utah is a capital punishment state and needs a backup execution method in case a shortage of the drugs persists. And if for some reason the prison is out of bullets, that backup plan to the backup plan is to execute the inmates by feeding them Michelle Obama's public school lunches. The Department of Homeland Security is seeking to create a national license plate tracking system. Within a year, they'll be making you take off your shoes before getting in your car. And if you're caught driving while carrying fingernail clippers while in Utah, firing squad. An Oklahoma family who went to KFC for dinner with their six-year-old twin boys recently saw an explicit sex scene on an overhead TV. Says dad, Gerald Whalen, I was flabbergasted. I looked up from my plate, and we're talking full nudity. The Whalens initially thought there was a pornographic film on the TV, but it was later identified as a sexually explicit scene from the Racy Stars show Outlander. Whalen recorded the X-rated video with his phone, while another customer complained to employees. Whalen says the manager came running out and flipped the TV off really quick. I think she actually unplugged it. So now, once again, there's absolutely nothing going on in Edmond, Oklahoma. Good news! Now you can own your own portable flamethrower. According to the Huffington Post, the XM42 was developed by Detroit-based Ion Productions. It's a portable, handheld flamethrower that shoots a plume of ignited fuel 20 to 25 feet. Currently, the XM42 is legal everywhere in the U.S. except California, but it will set you back about $700. The XM42's website lists its practical uses as clearing brush, melting ice caps, and getting rid of insects. But you might want to think twice before you use it to kill spiders in your laundry room. Hey, I think we just came up with a viable option for Utah executions. The First Lady of North Korea made a rare public appearance. If you look closely, you'll see that she's blinking in Morse code the words, Help me. Olive Garden has a tablet for two waiting for you. The Italian restaurant chain said that it is installing Ziosk computer tablets at all of its U.S. locations. 
so customers can order and pay by touchscreen. Olive Garden started using Xeosk tablets in some of its restaurants last year. The chain said that locations using the devices have experienced faster dining times and increased tip percentages for waitstaff. It'll start rolling them out at additional restaurants next month and expects the 7-inch devices to be in all of its more than 800 U.S. restaurants before year's end. Let's hope they wipe them down between customers, huh? On the plus side, having computer tablets at the table might help you forget about the quality of the food. A group pushing for a woman to appear on U.S. paper currency has announced its final four to replace Andrew Jackson's face on the $20 bill. Voters have selected Eleanor Roosevelt, Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and Wilma Mankiller, the first female chief of the Cherokee Nation, as nominees to appear on the $20 bill. What? No Anna Nicole Smith? University of Wisconsin-Madison students said on Sunday that they have completed a Rice Krispies cereal treat weighing more than five and a half tons they hope will be entered into the Guinness Book of World Records. The current record-holding Rice Krispies treat weighs a little over five tons, which cannot be confirmed as Rosie O'Donnell got to it before the judges did. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news with the free Daily Dose of Weird News app for Apple or Android at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. While you're there, you can also find me on Facebook and Twitter, find me on Fiverr, see my blog, and more. That's DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Until next time, keep it real. Weird.
to be said. This needs to be said. Tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Oh, tell the whole world about it. This needs to be said. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. This needs to be said. Now we're getting ready for politics with Valerie Sun. How are you? Hey there, can you hear me? All right, we're going to try this again. Hey, can you hear me? All right, give them just one moment. We'll get ourselves straight so we can get our political news in. All right. Hey, you ready? Valerie Sun, can you hear me? Okay, how about this? Can you hear me now? That I can hear you now. All right. Can you hear me now? Okay, I'll put I can hear you now. All right. All right, I'm going to turn it over to you for our world, for what's going on in the world of politics. Are we ready now? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Small technical delay. We all set. There's always um, so many things going on in politics, and there's never really, as I always say, never really a dull moment. And on this particular week, I'm sorry. Oh, okay, are you fighting over okay. there? Is there a fight? No, no, no. no. No, I'm with, I'm with you. On this particular week, no, on this particular week, we um, actually had something kind of outstanding, which is always is whenever our president has the opportunity to visit our city. And, of course, as many of us know, President Obama uh, was here in full effect of this place on Wednesday. He was here and he actually spoke to a group group of ladies at, uh, at a mention of 
which you, of course, know here at the uh, theater is um, located here in Center City. Now, he had a town hall meeting kind of form that he wanted to. There was only maybe 100 um, women there. Many of them were bloggers that have gotten on, and I proposed several different questions about uh, equal pay for women. That was one of the main or the main issue. That brought him down. This was about a, looking at the video, it was about an hour long, hour to 80-minute uh, invitation-only session again where he kind of go to Republicans for blocking equal pay legislation and cutting education budgets. Now, repeatedly, the president uh, kind of made personal references to his daughters and grandmother, who he said um, were passed over for advancement in her job at banks uh, over her career. She used several other females that were a big part of his life that he actually saw or felt that were discriminated against or did not get uh, equal pay. Now, the issue with the Republicans, uh, many of them have come and said that uh, Basically, when it comes to helping women in today's economy, they said the president is basically all talking no results. They've made statements that during his presidency, weak job growth and lower-paying jobs have left more women in poverty. Again, this is according to the Republican National Committee, which, of course, comes back and comments on many things that you hear from not only the president, but many Democrats in general. Now, um, since the president took office, according to the Republican, uh, the census data shows the force of women in poverty has actually gone for 14 Point four percent in 2008 to 15.8 in 2013. Women have won fewer jobs since the end of the recession. Again, according to the Republicans, and they have continued to find lower pay. Now, President discussed these efforts, and there's always an act with President Obama. There's always something new, so you have to know exactly what these bills are. And this is the Paycheck Fairness Act, uh, or Senate Bill 84. Now, during the town hall meeting, he did discuss it. Now, this measure would actually make it illegal for employers to retaliate against workers who ask about gender-based pay disparities. Basically, if a female comes up and complains or says that I, as a male, make more money than her for doing the same job, she cannot be retaliated against. There can't be any negative response. You basically have to give an explanation for which there really is no explanation. Because in many cases, they were able to give examples of people having the exact same qualifications. Uh, there was an example of a nurse who stood up. There was another doctor who stood up during this town hall session, and they expressed there are difficulties with this in the fact that they have the exact same requirements as their male counterparts. You have the same education, basically the same experience, and you're doing basically the same job. And there's sometimes a five to $6,000 pay difference or discrepancy in what you're making. So that happens and has been happening. It actually has gotten better than it was before, but it continues to happen. The president, uh, again, seemed kind of relaxed, and he sat back, and it's, I think, very interesting when you have a president that gets this uh, up close and personal, so to speak. He actually even went out and you know, actually held a microphone for a few people and actually sat and talked and discussed questions. So it's always a great thing when it does happen. And, again, you were talking about maybe about 150 to 200 women. There, of course, were some men there that were uh, involved in this town hall session. So it's always, again, a great thing when the president is in town, whenever he uh, starts by Charlotte, which he has done frequently. So, it's, uh, again, a great thing to have the president in town whenever he's there. I'm sure that's something that almost everyone to us saw on TV this week. We go on and on with the situation of uh, Loretta Lynch. Um, now you have a group of black women that have actually marched and protested to the uh, Capitol. They have a roundtable discussion. They've already gone, and they're planning again to go for the clarification, I guess, of why Loretta Lynch has not been voted in or has not been cleared to become the attorney general. Now, um, the roundtable, again, is set up by several different uh, very influential African-American females, including majority leader, or one of the majority leaders for uh, Mitch McConnell's office, who had attempted to actually meet with them and to get uh, more clarity himself to those individuals that were coming up and marching and, again, debating 
as to why it had taken so long for Ms. Lynch to be um, sworn in. Now, again, she was nominated back in November, and if we thought at the beginning of the latest, the beginning of February, that this would be over, you have Eric Holder who's sitting and basically waiting on Ms. Lynch to be uh, put in his new position. Therefore, of course, he can officially resign, that he's already resigned, but he can officially be out of office once, in fact, she does uh, things through the Senate. Now, there have been several things that kind of laid, I guess, we'll put this back to where now it's to the point where it's gotten, even in the words of President Obama, it's become an embarrassment to the Senate in general. Uh, you even had um, Jim Bush, who, of course, is not officially, you know, put the air quotes, officially run for presidency. He was even saying how a president shouldn't be able to put his own people in cabinet, his own people in office while he's in. That's happened customarily with everyone else. And never before have we found a time without a significant solution as to why has it taken this long for someone to get put into office after being appointed again by the president. You had Representative Yvette Clark from New York. You had Representative Eddie Bernice Johnson from Texas. You had Representative Stacey Plaskett from Vermont, who were also present again at this luncheon. Um, including uh, our own uh, Alma Adams, who, of course, was many of us saw was also with the president when he came. These are several influential women, and again, that are trying to find out why exactly the Reynolds has not been confirmed by the Senate. And again, that we have not found any other time where it's taken this long for someone appointed by the president to get a yay or nay, so to speak. And again, there's been several different things that we've read and heard as to what's holding up the delay. So I guess what's holding it up depends on who you talk to, who you listen to, and who you believe. But it does seem as if we're getting closer and closer to a resolution because it's become to the point where now it's a topic almost every time they do meet. That's what we're going to do. And imagine Ms. Lynch sitting there. She knows she's going to be confirmed. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen. And the president's frustration has grown to a higher level because, again, someone he's appointed, he wants to come in and be the next attorney general. He's holding everybody in limbo because of back and forth politics between the Republicans who typically, as we've seen on the show over these years, every time the President Obama, many times, when he puts a proposal or puts someone out, it's been scrutinized by the Republicans. So I truly, truly hope that when I come on next Monday, it'll be the turn of his election been confirmed, because this is something that truly has drug out and gone for quite a while. Again, uh, she is a native North Carolinian, born in Greensboro, raised in Durham. Uh, of course, she's a member of the Democratic Death. So she's just so many things and so many accolades that Ms. Lynch has so she should have already been in, but we'll see again. I hope and truly believe I will be able to report in the near future that she has been confirmed. Speaking of females and things that are happening, there's a campaign that's been put out to put a woman on a $20 bill and has now been headed to the Senate. The Senate will consider whether to support this campaign and actually put a female face on a $20 bill. This was put out by Senator Jean Sheehan of New Hampshire. She introduced a bill that would require the Treasury to convene a panel of citizens to actually discuss the idea. Now, she announced the introduction of the bill on Wednesday. She said, our paper currency is an important part of our everyday lives and reflects our values, traditions, and history as Americans. And she felt that having a female on the $20 bill would enhance that because it's, of course, something you would see and be around every day. Now, in past, the committee created by Sheena's bill but then advised the Secretary of Treasury on his findings. The citizens often said the bill is a complement to the grassroots campaign that raised the issues of women on currency earlier this year. Now, in all, that group has more than 223,000 people that have voted in the final round and about 480,000 participants uh, worldwide on both sides to actually look to put a female on the $20 bill. And quickly, they list uh, just some of the names. They include uh, Rachel Carson, Sojourner Truth, Susan B. Anthony, Alice Paul. There's many other names that have been listed. So we're looking now perhaps 
as soon as the end of this um, session for a uh, Senate to pass a bill that would allow a female to own a $20 bill, and then you sit down and decide who exactly is that uh, worthy female. But uh, that is something that definitely is with the Senate, and we're looking at a early or soon decision being made as to how exactly that's going to play out and who exactly, again, will be on the $20 bill. As we speak each week about people that are putting their name in the hat and president, I told you there's possibility of 20 different Republicans that will actually be running against each other just to get the Republican nominations. You can see a Republican convention where possibly five to ten people could be still alive and speaking and kicking, as they say, for the Republican nominee. But it appears right now as if Dr. Ben Carson is going to put his name in the hat as a Tea Party representative. Now, Dr. Carson, and many of us know, um, the struggles and everything that happened with Dr. Ben Carson to become, um, he's from the city of Detroit in the city of Detroit, where he rose to prominence as the uh, top neurosurgeon in America. And he worked at Dr. John Hopkins Hospital for many years until he just recently retired uh, in Baltimore. Now, he made a statement on Tuesday night that he's going to officially say yay or nay one way or the other if he's going to run for president on May 4th. And he's going to make the announcement back in his hometown of Detroit. So look for Monday, May 4th, for a decision from Dr. Ben Carson. One way or the other, in fact, they intend to learn. Now, last month, Dr. Carson said he, uh, he filed paperwork to launch an exploratory committee to investigate running for the 2016 Republican nomination. Uh, and he's the first candidate likely to do so. He was the first to do so. So he's looking both ways exactly how he's going to how he's going to run, how exactly he's going to do this. Now, again, the 63-year-old Carson has attracted lots of Tea Party loyalists with the mention about cutting dependency on the federal government and slashing the national debt. Um, just as we've been together for the most part in doing this show, this will be the third African-American that we've seen run as a non-Democrat, but really the fourth, including President Obama. He would join Alan Keyes and, of course, uh, one of your favorites, Herman Cain, that we talked a lot about a few years ago. This will be the that is, that is attempting to <laughs> run and get his name in the hat for president. So I guess it's good and bad because it gives young people especially an opportunity to see different viewpoints from different African-American men. Uh, they certainly seem to have a different viewpoint to President Obama, but I think it's good to have them out in the forefront and at least see the differences where we can kind of agree on certain things, disagree on other things, and the fact that they are coming out and willing to put their name in a very heated, hotly contested race. Because, again, there's going to be a whole lot of opposition to um, Hillary Clinton on the other side, whether that be to the Tea Party, to the Libertarian Party, whether it be a Republican. There's going to be a lot of opposition. Of course, there will be names to come that are going to run the Democratic side uh, with Ms. Clinton. But certainly to see another African-American man coming out and especially the views and if nothing else, that's the same thing I said about Herman Cain and Alan Keyes. Just listen to them. They certainly are worth the time of listening to. They give you a different perspective on a lot of things. and You know, you, you make a decision who you're going to vote for. But certainly Dr. Ben Carson has a different view of how things should go than that of President Obama. He is a man certainly worth keeping an eye on and keeping in touch with. So we'll see on May 4th what exactly um, he stands on that. Um, one of these things that I've um, gotten called about or talked about the most was what many people saw um, there's been in several different publications where we're talking about the Paris race here in Charlotte. It's going to be one of the most um, highly contested that we've had in quite a while because the way it looks right now, Charlotte could possibly get their fifth mayor in five years or the possibility that Dan Caldwell, who's the current mayor, could remain in that exact position. Now, the filing does not actually open to July, so we don't officially know officially, as they say, but we know who's already said they're going to run. Um, again, it's going to take place in July. There appears right now to be maybe three Republicans, two to three Republicans, and possibly five Democrats, all seeking to, um, again, be mayor. We certainly know about uh, Mr. Codfeller, which we've talked about before, 
the understanding when he was appointed as mayor, at least there was an understanding of many on the council, was that he would simply serve out former Mayor Patrick Cannon's term, and then we would go on to another mayor. But once he was elected after being in, he said that was never made clear. There's, apparently there was a misunderstanding with that. So some of the people that showed support for him are no longer supporting him and actually running against him. Because their understanding was he was going to fill this out. And I remember reporting on they were looking for someone who had no intention of being mayor just to kind of hold down the fort, as they say, till a new mayor could be put in place. But Mr. Cloudfeller is, in fact, running. We know about uh, former county commission chair Jennifer Roberts. She announced almost a year ago that she, in fact, was going to run. We know about um, at-large members of the city council, Michael Barnes, of course, our friend of the show, David Howard. We know that they, in fact, have already put their names in, and we're pretty sure that they're going to run. On the Republican side, you have uh, County Commissioner Matthew Rittenhouse. You have former city council member Ed Peacock, who actually put up a very good race um, for mayor. Both of those are Republicans that we expect to run, as well as Republican businessman Scott Stone, who actually lost to Anthony Fox back in 2011. So you have a very heated race with this many individuals now narrowing down uh, what exactly they're going to do and how it's going to be played out for who exactly will be mayor. Now, again, the key dates are going to be July 6th through 17th. You're going to actually have the candidate filing period. September 3rd, you're going to have the early voting for primaries. Of course, September 5th is going to be the primary election day. If a runoff is needed, which is very possible, that will be October 6th. Early voting for the November 3rd election will begin October 22nd. And, of course, if, in fact, we have a new mayor or we keep the same mayor, we'll know that on November 3rd. So it's going to be a very crowded field, so I can't emphasize enough how important it is, you know, the difference in each candidate, what each candidate represents, what each candidate is for, because that's going to have a tremendous bearing on who, in fact, you vote for and who, in fact, our next um, mayor will be. Because I can't think of you know, very many things that are more important on a local level than knowing who your mayor is, having representation for your mayor, because, again, they're going to go out and be the face of the city. There's so many different things that we do. So it's I kind of think imperative that you know, in fact, who exactly is running for mayor, what they're running for, and what they're going to do. Because, again, just the fact that you go out and vote for the same people or people that you're familiar with, many times, oftentimes, it's not enough. And it is interesting that we're in a situation where we continue to keep having marriage, but it's been for very different reasons. So that will be a, certainly an interesting question. So as, as we prepare to get out, because, again, we're kind of having an abbreviated uh, version of the show today, there's so many things, again, that I can't, talk about or say enough to happen in politics on a daily basis. As we say, each and every week, if you just were to watch the first five minutes of the news, you would see and hear so many things that would enlighten you and affect you politically just by simply watching them. And you're not even aware of so many things that take place, so many new laws that are being passed, so many things that are being put out for proposals that is astonishing to someone who really doesn't know a lot about it. Just to see and watch it every week. Um, there's no publication you can go to where there's not anything being discussed uh, politically. Uh, seeing it uh, being implemented in so many morning shows and afternoon shows and TV shows, it just kind of gets crazy at times with all the stuff that's happened. So it would be uh, kind of a shame for that many things to be going on and you not be aware. So the easiest way to be aware of that, as I say, is to watch the first five minutes of uh, the news. And certainly there's enough of them. There's a 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6, 6.30. So any of those news is, um, I think news is his work. But um, the easiest way to contact me, for those that have done it and have continued to do it, is to go on Facebook. Once you go on Facebook, you go to Valerie Sun, V-A-L-E-R-I-E, Valerie Sun. Once you get on Valerie Sun, there's a link to Talk of Politics. Once you go on Talk of Politics, you're going to see many other articles, many other things we've discussed, some things we're going to discuss, have discussed, may discuss, as well as gives you an opportunity to write me directly and uh, comment on several different things that you see on that particular page. And also, my favorite app that I use the most on my phone is This Needs to Be Said. If you're not downloading that by now, shame on you because it's available on all phones now. 
uh, any phone you may have, Android, uh, iPhone, whatever smartphone you have, you're able to go down. Once you uh, download that, it's going to enable you not only to listen to this segment of uh, the weekly things that take place on these airways, but you're again, going to get to hear so many people that come on and discuss so many things from entertainment to life to just so many things that go on from reality TV. I think I heard something about that a few weeks ago. There's so many things that are going to be covered. Uh, just by going and listening again, I can't think of a better app to have on your phone to give you the opportunity to listen to, again, a vast array of things that take place. But, of course, this small segment here, in case you missed anything or want to hear something else again, that's a great way to do that. So by doing those two things and just watching and keeping up with what you see on TV, you will then become an informed citizen about politics, about things that are taking place, not only in um, your state and your area, but certainly your community itself with who represents you and what people are doing. That's just the best way to stay informed so you don't walk around and not have any idea. And I don't say enough or can't preach enough how often it is to go down to meetings, especially in your local area, to see what's happening with the school board, county commission, and city council, and watch the people that you elect um, do their things, you want to say. If you elected this person to be your representative, now you get to go down and to see them, uh, see them work, hear what they're saying, see if they're voting, see where their mindset is, see if they're keeping the promises that they made to you when you voted for them. That's the easiest and best way to do it. It's free and open to all to come down, and it's easy to get a schedule of when the city council, county commission, and school board meets in your local area. I know that's a lot, but all those things are very important. I can't stress it enough. All right. Well, you keep us up to date with what's happening in the world of politics, and hopefully next week they will have a decision um, because yes. that, that part has been um, drug out a long time. And no, Herman Cain is not my favorite. Let me put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you back here on next week as we talk more politics with you and everyone else. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.